Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Last Word. I am your host, Keon Kendrick. I'm here today with my co-host today, Reese. How are you doing, my guy? How you living? Been good, bro. Just chilling, working. I feel that. I feel that. Shout-outs to the college students out here just trying to start fast and finish strong with this semester. But uh, I definitely want us to get into this week's weekly of our weekly episode of Keon's Calls, where we break down different games that are coming up with the NFL matchups and the spreads. The first game I want us to start with is the New York Giants facing off against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are favored by 10 points. I do want to make sure everybody keeps in mind that the last six out of the seven games for the New York Giants have been decided by three points or less. Uh, The Giants have allowed fewer than 20 points in two consecutive games for the first time since like to say week 14 and 15 of 2018. But with that said, Seattle Seahawks are favored by 10 points. I don't know. I I could see Seattle coming out victoriously. And honestly, that's, that's really what I see at this point. Although this game could be decided on whose defense comes to play. Reese, who do you got? I'm taking Seattle. The Seahawks is no question. Uh, probably more than what you said, the three points. Uh, I was said the Giants don't have Daniel Jones, even though I don't think that makes a difference because Daniel Jones isn't that good of a quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, I got the Seahawks probably by 14. All right, we're going to move to the Saints. They're going to be coming to Atlanta to play the Falcons. I do want to say that coming into this game, the Saints have been dealing with their own initial troubles from quarterback injuries, but Tyson Hill is the only QB in the league to merge with two rushing touchdowns and zero passing touchdowns in two consecutive games. Although Matt Ryan has an average of a 1.1 or a 101 passer rating when he targets Julio Jones and when Julio Jones is active, which this game, I believe he is the current spread on this one is New Orleans by three. I'm taking Atlanta. Who do you got? You're taking Atlanta over New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, interesting. I mean, New Orleans, the better team. I don't care if they have Taysom Hill. New Orleans is still the better team. I don't think Taysom Hill will finish the game. I think James Wilson get put in, but no matter the quarterback, they're a the better team. Atlanta, I mean, they had a good game last week against the Raiders, but they, they've been beating the team that they're supposed to beat. But, again, they're not the better team. They don't come close to being the better team. So, uh, New Orleans. I do think it's going to be a very interesting matchup. I do want us to move to the Detroit Lions. They're facing off against the Chicago Bears. Chicago is coming into this game favored by three points. Uh, You know, there's been multiple statistics around the league saying that the Lions are projected to win 50% of their games. Uh, I've seen places say that this is going to be a close game where Detroit pulls out by three. But I think it also depends on uh, really just how everything unfolds with this. I am going to – and they also fired Matt Patricia, so I'm, I'm going to take 
I'm going to take Chicago to pull away with this one. Who do you got, my guy? Chicago, too. Not really to say, just Chicago. Game isn't going to be all that interesting, but Chicago has a better defense, so Chicago. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns. They are facing off against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are favored by five and a half in this game. Uh, one thing I do want people to know is that the Brian, or the Browns are negative 21, uh, and they have the worst point differential in the league to start with the eight and three, or even better throughout the first 11 games of the NFL season in NFL history. Um, Tennessee Titans are a team that can easily get going once that offense gets churning. You get Derrick Henry a couple of open runs. He's going to bully his way through. I am taking Tennessee to hold true to this. Yet again, if you are a fantasy football uh, participant, if you have Derrick Henry, now is the time to start him because Ryan Tannehill, it's, it's, it's going to get going. It's going to get going. Derrick Henry is going to really take off with this one. Who do you got, my guy? So you said get Derrick Henry because of Ryan Tannehill? No, no, no. This matchup, they're going to – I see in in this upcoming matchup, I see Tennessee using – incorporating Derrick Henry into the offense a lot more. I think this is going to be one of those games where he pulls off a, a good amount of impressive runs because you also got to keep in mind Miles Garrett is out with COVID through the NFL protocol. So I, I'm taking Tennessee. Now, Miles Garrett got cleared, so he's – I think he played last week. Okay, so he did. He got cleared. But, yeah, uh, and Cleveland has a pretty good run defense, so I wouldn't bank too much on having Derrick Henry. And I, so that, that I'm going to take – whoever runs the ball, they're both good running teams. But the the Browns have a better defense, uh, overall defense. So I'm taking the Browns. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield is going to make more plays than Ryan Tannehill in this time. We saw it last week when everybody was trashing Baker Mayfield, but then he's the reason that they won because their running game wasn't – their running game and their defense weren't up to expect it, weren't playing up to expect it. So, yeah, I got I got uh, Cleveland because I think they're going to shut down Derrick Henry. Well, not shut him down, but contain him because they have an underrated run defense. Derrick Henry's just not going to run wild like he did against uh, Indianapolis. So, yeah, I got I got the Browns. I, I think this is going to be an interesting when the spread is five and a half. I see Tennessee covering that. Um, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. They are facing off against the Miami Dolphins. I, if Ladies and gentlemen, if you would check your watches right now, I do believe that this Sunday it will be Tua time. And I think Tua is going to come out here and really take control of the game, Tennessee, or not Tennessee, but Miami is favored by 11 and a half points. I believe that they are going to cover that. Uh, one thing I do want people to keep in mind, the Bengals have won two of their last three games versus the Miami Dolphins, but mind you, that is before Tua. That is before Tua. So I do, I do believe that the Cincinnati Bengals can possibly come out and make it competitive, but that 11 and a half is – I I just see them – I see Miami coming out and scoring fast and then trying to take off with the game. Who do you have? 
So two is two even going to play? Because two didn't even play last week, or did he play? Let me go see. No, two didn't even play. So I mean, in the games that he has played, he hasn't played really well, and then he's hurt now, which is uh not unexpected because he was hurt a lot at Alabama. So I mean, I'm not going to put my bank on Tua. Hasn't really played. When he does play, hasn't been looked that good. It's the pieces around him, the defense. And, the sometimes, and the sometimes that's all you need, honestly. I mean, but you're saying Tua time. So are you saying Tua's going to take over the game, or are you just saying the Dolphins are going to win and Tua's going to be a part of it? I'm thinking Tua's going to be a part of it. I think that – I mean, it honestly, truth be told, after watching the game between the Giants last week with Cincinnati – Cincinnati's not beating the Dolphins. It doesn't matter who their quarterback is to keep it complete. Didn't, didn't, the, didn't New York only beat Cincinnati by two with their backup quarterback? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that's well, what I, I would say New York is a better team. Hold on. I would say – I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say that because I would say New York is a, is a pretty decent team. So I wouldn't, like, say Miami is just so much better than New York. I would say they have a better offense, but as an overall team, I'm not going to say. I would if they played, it wouldn't just be a blow. I would say, I would pick Miami with like three, three a touchdown, three to a touchdown. I mean, so I got you taking Miami, Miami on this one. Yeah, I got, but don't 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 underrate your team like that, man. I'm you not under. That? I'm not underrating my team. I just know that. You know, there's teams that watch games of other teams, and there was a lot of things that I picked up on, especially about that Cincinnati Bengals team that I think that the Miami Dolphins could possibly capitalize on. But I do think it will be a very interesting matchup coming into this weekend. Uh, Jacksonville is going to Minnesota. Now, if you have Dalvin Cook on your fantasy team, I don't know. Because homeboy got hurt. I don't know what to tell you. Listen, hey, remember the last time I told you, you were talking about Dalvin Cook was going to get you 40, and they shut him down, even though. No, they didn't. He, he gave me 30 points. That No, that week? Alvin Kamara gave you 30 points. Dalvin Cook, he, they shut him down because he didn't even score. I remember that game. The Bears shut him down. I was saying between my running backs that they were going to give me like 40 points. No, no, no. No, you said they were going to give you 80. You said they were going to give you 40 and 40. Alvin Kamara gave you 30. And I remember seeing Dalvin Cook gave, got, got like 18. And, and I think it was ESPN or the DraftKings. No, he, you, I, ended up I remember that. Like, you, said, I, you said I ended up walking away with like 55 points like because Alvin Kamara put up 20, put up like 22. Like that, it was a good, it was a good stride. Regardless, I won that week, so you know, still, you know, we still collecting dubs out here. But Minnesota is favored against Jacksonville by ten points. I believe that. Honestly, I believe Minnesota can pull that, can pull another one off. If you have, I, I don't, I don't even know what the current status is right now when it comes to Dalvin Cook. If you have the ability to play him and you have him on your fantasy team, definitely pull him. Definitely pull him up as a starter. I would at least, but I'm taking Minnesota. Who are you get? Uh, who are you getting, my guy? Oh yeah, Minnesota. Uh, Jacksonville isn't good. Minnesota probably by 21. 
honestly. All right, so we're going to move on to the Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders are facing the windless J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So Raiders are favored by seven and a half. They're easily covering this. It's it's safe to say that the Jets are about to get the number one pick. I'm not even about to ask you for this one. I'm really just about to be like, all right, my guy. So it looks like we're both taking, we're both going to take the uh, Raiders on this one. And you'll be wrong. You you taking the Jets? Yes, taking the. All Jets. right. Remember last week, every, a lot of people thought the Raiders was going to beat Atlanta. Now I'm going out on a limb here. I don't really believe this prediction, but it's the Raiders. I don't like the Raiders. And the Jets are due for a win. So, say it comes this week, it would be sweet if the Jets win and just totally kick out the Raiders from playoff contention and all that Derek Carr MVP talk. Uh, The Raiders are going to win the West. The Raiders are going to have a home game in Las Vegas. All that could stop. Even though it's already stopped right now, but I, I just want I just want it to be to the Jets the reason why none of this comes to fruition. So I got the Jets by ten. Absolutely. So the Colts versus Houston. Colts are favored by three and a half points. I myself am going to take the Colts. Uh, actually. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts, even though I think this is going to be a very interesting game. Uh, even though Deshaun has thrown, hasn't thrown any interceptions in the last six games, which is the longest in his career, uh, longest streak in his career currently. I I just think that defense is, is subpar at this point. Um, I feel like there's a lot of issues going on with Houston from not only, of course, getting rid of Bill O'Brien, but trying to really bounce back in the middle of a season. Colts are favored by three and a half. I'm taking the Colts. Who do you got, my guy? Got another pick that I'm not very confident in. <laughs> okay. I'm taking the Texans, even though Will Fuller is suspended for the rest of the season, or it should be the rest of the season. Uh, so, got to see how Deshaun Watson plays without another number one receiver. Um, but I just didn't, I didn't like how the, the, the Colts looked last week. Looked kind of... I don't know, just a letdown. I don't believe in Phillip Rivers. Never have, never will, especially now with him being old. Um, so I got the Texans. I say by three, they flip the spread and they win by three. And they probably pick off Phillip Rivers three times. That's why they win because of Phillip Rivers turning the ball over so much. All righty. Uh, Rams at Arizona. Uh, Rams are favored by three points. I am going to go against the grain, and I'm going to go for the Arizona Cardinals to win this out. Um, I do believe this is going to be one of those games that is going to be tightly contested. Truthfully, I could see Arizona winning this game by seven or seven points. Uh, I just don't think that the Rams truly have what it takes to come out with a win this week, especially when you look at the how many points that they've scored. Uh, they scored four than 30 points in six straight games, the longest streak of McVay's era of his NFL coaching career. Um, 
I do think that this is going to be one of those games where Arizona is going to start out early and start putting up points and end up taking away with it. Who do you got, my guy? I have the Rams. Uh, two teams coming off losses, tough losses, losses that, that they should have won. But uh, I go with the healthiest team because Kyler Murray kind of has a, a shoulder injury. Um, and if teams can hold him from running the ball, because I think it's that since he's been in the league, uh, if he runs less than 50 yards, his team loses. Uh, so I'll say the Rams by – I'd say three what the spread is. Uh, I think Jared Goff has a, a, a better game. He just played bad because he always plays bad against San Francisco because Robert Sala has his number. He knows what, what they like to do, and he, he games plans great against the Rams. So I say the Rams bounce back. And I say that's my sleeper team for a, a deep playoff run. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that one. But moving forward, I think that's going to be a good game. Yet again, I feel they might be able to take off early. But Philadelphia is playing Green Bay, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I got Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback along with Russell Wilson, and I am – I'm probably going to start Aaron Rodgers on this one. He's going to go off. If you look at the current stature when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, you have Carson Wentz who leads the league in interceptions currently. I think this is going to be a very – this is going to be a blowout game. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like The spread is nine points. I see Green Bay covering. Uh, One thing to keep in mind is, is that the Eagles have scored 17 points or fewer in three straight games for the first time since 2016. And you have the Packers that are cooking at home. The Packers are 11 and two at home. It's and they've been on this wave ever since 2019. So I think this is going to continue the role. They're going to steamroll over the Philadelphia Eagles. I got Green Bay. Who do you got, my guy? Oh, uh, Green Bay. I'm not happy to say this, uh, but yeah, Green Bay. But I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay has a letdown game like they they did against Tampa Bay, and if. Philadelphia somehow gets it together. I I don't see them. Truth be told, if you want, I'm gonna just go ahead and say this: there's one team I could possibly see winning this week, and that's the Giants. And even then, that's a slim, slim shot. Uh, New England is facing against the Chargers. Chargers have had bad luck this season, but the Chargers are favored by one point. This is a pick'em game, truthfully. I'm taking New England. I've seen the Chargers lose consecutive games late in the fourth quarter, have the game wrapped up, and then give the other team the ball and watch them march all the way down the field for either a score or a field goal to walk away with the W. Who do you who do you have winning my yeah, guy? New England? I don't know why this is a pick of game. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I can see why, but I'm going with New England by seven. Yeah, that's that's a good one there. I I don't think this is going to be a – I mean, this might end up being close depending on how well the uh, Chargers defense plays. And to come close, we have Denver facing off at Kansas City. I got Kansas City. 
it's the spread is 14 points. This isn't this is another non close game. I'm gonna just pencil you in for the for Kansas City. Um, yes, you can, but uh, but watch out. This could be a trap game for the Chiefs. Uh, coming off a big win in Tampa, who we play next week? Maybe looking ahead to to Miami, maybe. But like I like you said, I don't think so. But I wouldn't be surprised if we struggled in this game, and the game is a game in the fourth quarter. I feel you there. Uh, yet again, fantasy football fans, if you got Tyreek Hill, I got Travis Kelsey on my team, so you know I'm starting him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you got Patrick Mahomes. It's time for him to show out. On a move to the Washington football team is facing against the Pittsburgh Steelers now. And this is at home at Heinz Field. I'm not even going to get into the long distance of what Philly's or of what Pittsburgh's record is at home because we all know it. What I'm going to say is, is this game didn't have a spread attached to it on Yahoo Sports. Shout out to Yahoo Sports. And I can see why, because this is not going to be close. <laughs> this might be a three-touchdown game very early. This actually might be a game where they end up sitting Big Ben after, like, the third quarter type shit. Like, this is not about to be close at all. Sure about that? A thousand. I'll put money up on this game. This is not about to be but close. did everybody say that about the 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 Cowboys game? I'm standing on this on all ten toes. After what you saw this, like 30 minutes ago. 100%. And Washington is the better team. Not the better team, but a better team than the Cowboys. 100%. 100%. Interesting. I mean, I got mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, but uh, it's going to be another close game. Pittsburgh is, I don't is, a, is a – I'm not going to say they're a fraud team, but they, 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 they are, are – they are a very wholly undefeated team. Like, they should have lost today. If Lamar Jackson was playing, they would have lost. Uh, they should have lost against the Cowboys, but it's the Cowboys. Like I said, Washington is, is – I say Washington right now is the best team in the NFC East. That is that is crazy since my Giants have beat them twice. I mean, that's cool. That's, that's a cool. Crazy that's cool. They, they have the best quarterback right playing right now. And that's not saying a lot, but they do. I'll take their defense. They have the best defensive front out of anybody at NFC East. You could argue they have the best. That's crazy. Huh? That's crazy. I I, I can't even say that either. Half of the Giants' defense is potential pro bowlers. I said defensive front. Front four. Oh, defensive front. front. I know know you have a good linebacking core, and your secondary is nothing to to sniff at. But when, when you can just rush four, and they have a pretty good secondary too up in up in Washington. They have the best coach. So when you put all that together, and coming off a good win, I think they're going to hang around in this game. And they could pull up. I don't think they will, but they could. Uh, so I, I got Pittsburgh. So I'm not. Gonna, I'm. I'm just saying, don't write off the Redskins because the Redskins are probably going to win the East. Look at that. Ah, uh, that's a lot. That is that is that your bold take of the season that the Washington Redskins are going to win? I mean, is that East? really a bold take? They're tied for first. They're four yes. and seven. Um, 
I think they have the easier remaining schedule. Like I said, they have the best quarterback, best coach, best front four. So are you saying compared to Daniel Jones? Just out of anybody in the NFC East. I completely disagree. Who's the better quarterback? Like one, Daniel Daniel Jones. Jones Daniel Jones is not better than Alex Smith. I'm sorry to tell you. At no point would Daniel Jones has ever or will ever be better than Alex Smith. And he's not even playing right now. So you count Daniel Jones out. Whoever the Colt McCoy, is he better than Alex Smith? No. So, like I said, Alex Smith, that active quarterbacks right now, Alex Smith is the best quarterback in the NFC. At the at the end of this season, we're going to compare stats, and I'm going to cut this clip and play this back and plug this into the final podcast at the end of the season. Because you 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 have you have not you clearly have not watched any of the Giants and Redskins highlights, but that's fine. After this podcast, I'm gonna send you highlights, and I just want to get you. Hold some. on, highlights but about. I want I'm some... talking about right now. I'm saying act. That's why I said active, active on the roster. Alex Daniel Jones is but Daniel, D- Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones isn't playing. That's what I mean. He's on injury injury reserve. He just got hurt. Semantics, semantics. Either way, currently, this season, we're talking post injuries. We can say even leading up to last week. We could say even leading up to last week, Daniel Jones is the best best quarterback in the division. But you know what? I want us to table this because I because I do want us to have a conversation about this next episode. But I do want us to move forward to Buffalo and the 49ers. This spread has Buffalo favored by one and a half. I'm taking Buffalo. I feel like this is another trap, another trap game. But actually, not even. I see Buffalo fully taking off with this one. I think this is going to be a wide open game. And when I say wide open, I mean the distance between these two. I think Buffalo is going to win ham- handsomely. Who do you yeah, got? I guess I agree with you. I want to say, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say that too. I'm going to say um, they put them in their place. Even though San Francisco is pretty much in their place, but they're coming off a high win over a division rival, so they might be feeling themselves a little bit. And I think, I think my bold prediction, because the prediction I just had isn't a bold prediction. A lot of analysts and NFL people have the same. They think Washington is going to win, but my bold prediction is Buffalo. You do realize nobody suspected the Giants at any given point this season. Did anybody suspect the Washington football team with a coach uh, who had cancer, with a quarterback who was supposed to have his leg amputated, um, with, I don't even know, the rookie running back? Did anybody expect the Washington football team? No, but nobody nobody expected the Giants to lead the division. In fact, Literally three weeks ago, we you were having a completely different conversation about the Giants. Like that's and that's my thing, right? I get what you're saying, but right here, right now, the Giants lead the division. Right here, right now, the Giants have the best record in, nah, in the division. They, they don't, and they that's have the not, best divi- best record of tiebreakers. But they're both four and seven. So one slip up in the Washington football team. N- no, but but understand when you look when you compare records. 
you not only go by the actual record, but you go by the division record. That's why right now you can, once we get off this, this podcast, you can literally go to NFL mobile. It's going to show you all of the different divisions and all of the teams and it's going to list their record, and then it's going to list their in-division record. It's not about what your just record, your plain record says. Your in-division record can be the biggest determ- the biggest differential between you actually being on the top of your division or not. Because to be technical, the Eagles are 4-7-1. and one. So if we had, if the Giants and the Eagles had the same record, the same in-division record, they would be above us because of that one. But in the division, yeah, the Giants okay. lead that's, it. That's all cool, fine and dandy, but me. And, and, on top of, and on top of that, the Giants have already beaten the Washington Redskins okay. twice and, and injured their quarterback. So we don't even, truthfully, the only way that the Redskins would be able to take the Giants' place in first is that the Giants have to lose and the Redskins have to win. And you and I both know are, that's not happening this Sunday. That's, yeah, it's, does it's the season not. end this Sunday? This, okay. So, no, I'm just like saying. Like I said, I'm going to take, take quarterback who's been to the playoffs multiple times, been to an NFC Championship game okay. over Cole McCoy, Daniel Jones, any day of the week, taking a quarter, the head coach that's been to the Super Bowl over the rookie head coach. It's, that's – been on the squad of literally the best I mean, dynasty. I mean, so wasn't it, Matt Patricia on the on the same in staff? football? And look what happened to him. So, but we're also talking about we're also talking about Joe Judge, who has the the main focus of Bill Belichick, which is special teams. I mean, okay, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, that's all that's all fine and dandy, but. Um, it's special teams. Special teams can determine how a game. Goes I mean, wasn't Joe Judge the wide receiver? In fact, coach, not special teams coach. He was the special teams coach, and he was also a wide receiving coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, you got you got to ride for your team, but I'm looking at it from a neutral standpoint. And Washington is a- no. I'm just giving. I'm just yeah. giving you facts, like. Yeah. You you can you get you I mean this, you get the only this fact, is fact the only fact you really said Any, was about the records and I acknowledge the records but I think Washington will win more football games closing out the season than the Giants will on their backup quarterback. Comacoy hasn't been good since I've been in elementary school. Understand that Daniel Jones is projected to if not play this week next week. Okay, for, Daniel Jones has sure. never been good. Daniel Jones is a very average quarterback. Daniel Jones is a poor man's Alex, healthy Alex Smith. Give him some respect. Alex Smith isn't Alex Smith. So I need every I need everybody that's listening to this podcast to pause this podcast and go look up Alex Smith's stats leading up to what are we? I said I said 13? a healthy Alex Smith. Alex Smith still isn't the same Alex Smith. I'm talking about when he was in Kansas City and San Francisco, Alex Smith. I'm talking about right here in the moment, right here, right now. You also have to keep in mind. We we, we also have to keep in mind that Alex Smith is the backup. Kyle Allen was originally their quarterback who also got injured against the Giants. What I'm telling you is, is this. 
if we're going off of today's stats right here, right now, your argument is completely invalid because of the fact that Alex Smith is the backup and he hasn't played the entire season. He does not have the stats to to bring this argument. But also keeping it better than Daniel Jones. No, he's not. I'm I'm just saying the games have spoken for themselves. Okay, man. I, they really I'm have. I'm gonna look up Daniel Jones' stats on the season because uh, he has eight touchdowns right. and nine interceptions. Uh, why are you? Okay, Daniel Jones. Who? He has eight, eight, okay. eight. Hold up, I just got it. Carson Wentz has sixteen. T- okay, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is. No, I'm just saying Carson Wentz is better, but. Can he get the double digit touchdowns? Because he's been facilitating to different players, and then you have players such as Evan Ingram, who's constantly. No, you, know you what? can't. You can't blame Evan, Evan Ingram for your quarterback only having eight touchdowns. Okay, but what about the nine interceptions? You do realize that Evan Ingram was six of those, six of those targets. Were they on target, or was he just six in of- the area? Did they go to the fans? Or did... no, the bo- no, no, the ball, the balls hit him all, directly all, all in hands, time? and he's dropped them. Most, if uh, not all, you had to send me a video on those. I'm gonna find. You can look them up. I mean, honestly, like I said, to the people that are listening to this podcast, take the time, compare the stats between Daniel Jones and Alex Smith this season. And yeah, I got we can have this discussion because I mean Alex Smith hasn't played the whole season. He's coming off I'm again, which is my point exactly. It's hard to have. It's it's almost impossible to have this conversation when you don't have okay, the okay, statistics okay, of this season so, so to I'm go gonna, off of. Story, okay. We we're not going to bring up stats from when he was on a completely I'm not saying, different I'm team. I'm just saying he played better. Okay, so say Patrick Mahomes played half the season and. He only had like 15 touchdowns, but Josh Allen played the whole season and he had 45 touchdowns. But we know who the better quarterback is. Well, who would you say is the better quarterback? Or would you say would you still say it's unfair to compare quarterbacks? Are we talking about two quarterbacks that have played a full that have played damn near a whole season no, no, I said, I just, or are we no, talking I just about a quarterback that didn't the season and he only had 15 touchdowns josh allen played the full season and he had 45 touchdowns like i'm taking so the you're saying you yeah no you can't you say so you're saying so you even say that season i'm taking josh allen because he had 45 he had 45 touchdowns over patrick mahomes No, You're talking, talking about, about in a moment. Overall, better quarterback. 45. Okay, so those are two completely different situations. You just said 45 games or 45 touchdowns in a full season compared to half a season with 15 touchdowns. And then you just asked me, am I taking Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? In that situation where Josh Allen puts up 45 touchdowns, I'm taking that because you put up more and you played longer. That's what I'm saying. We're, this is going to have th- – this we, we have to come back to this. 
At the end of the season, we have to come back to this but, conversation. But hold on, by your but logic, I do, it would be fair because Alex Smith still wouldn't have played a full season. Either way, the point still stands that whoever walks away with more touchdowns at the end of the hold season, on, but that's, not that's, all that that's not fair because he hasn't played yeah. a full season, like you said. So how can he be better? I didn't I, I, I didn't paint this situation you no, did. I, I'm just I giving you was, my answer. Daniel Jones isn't as good of a quarterback overall than Alex Smith. Then you said he won't have as many touchdowns because he hasn't played in many games. So you can't come back at the end of the season and be like, Daniel Jones is better because he played more games and has more touchdowns. That's that's just unfair. That That's like saying Cam Newton is uh like his MVP season, say like Peyton Manning, or some like I just said, never mind, scratch on it. Like I just said, the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen thing, it doesn't matter who had more touchdowns. You know who the better quarterback is. You don't have to base it on stats. You know who the better quarterback is. So, like, you can't skew it to say, oh, uh, just because he had more touchdowns and he played more games, I'm taking him. Like, I'm, I'm looking, you're, you're absolutely okay, fine. So, if we can't look at it like that, 45 touchdowns versus 15. I'm I'm not take I'm not putting emotion into it. I'm looking at the stats that they put up and I'm going But it's not off emotion, it's just the eye test. Who's the better quarterback? You know it's Patrick Mahomes. It's not even close. Which one which I mean, number is bigger? Forty five or fifteen? But who okay, who has forty five touchdowns? That's the point I'm trying to get at. Like you can't compare them off of stats when one played half the season and one played the full season. So you can't make the argument that one is better that the one who played half a season is better than the one who played the full season when the one who played the full uh, season put up more stats. They put up bigger numbers. You can't say that because then your whole entire argument within nah, itself not is really, a contradiction. You could just see the odd who's a better quarterback. Like who, if who has the more a, experience? If I play, who who walks away with bigger numbers? That's Not, that's all that matters. Yeah, if you want to say that, if you want to say that you can't compare them because they played half a season, fine. Don't paint the picture to say that a quarterback who played half the season did better did, than a quarterback who played the full season and put up bigger who's stats. The better quarterback. I'm not saying doing better. I'm not saying have the better stats. I'm saying who's the better quarterback. When it comes down to it, I trust Alex Smith more than I trust Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has shown time and time again he's either going to fumble the ball. By trying to make too much happen, or he's going to throw an interception that's going to cost your team the game. We've seen that. You know, it's the crazy thing. We are having this argument over a quarterback that's a starter versus a quarterback I mean, that's because a he backup. broke his leg. I almost had to get it amputated. Like he was the starter before that happened, and he probably was one. A two-time, a two-time. Because he got hurt. Let me say that. Because he got hurt. It's not because he got his job. His job took him. He got his job. He got a concussion in San Francisco. He set out two weeks. Colin Kaepernick came in. Uh-huh. And he, he, Colin Kaepernick was playing too good. He got his he got his leg broken in Actually, Washington. He almost had his leg amputated. He almost died. And that's why he had his starting position taken. It wasn't because he was playing bad or anything like that. If if the cow not the cow, why did I say cow? If the Giants had a competent backup quarterback or yeah, I'm not I'm say if they had a competent back court, Daniel Jones would be right there sitting on the bench with a headset on all game. 
I'm telling you this. Your your argument sounds it sounds wild to say the least cuz one those are, he's a three-time backup. Now that I'm really thinking about it cuz did he, he never play backed for up Patrick Kansas Holmes. City? He started the whole season. That's that's what I'm saying. He was okay. playing he was that good so to keep Patrick Holmes on the bench. Okay, so we're talking about a two-time backup compared to a person that's in their second year, just lost the best player on their team, and arguably their their biggest weapon behind one of, if not the worst, offensive line in the league. I mean, gotta understand uh, what we're Carson comparing. Wentz has the worst backup. I mean, backup offensive line in the league. He's been sacked the most times, been hit the most times, and he's he's. Throwing, I mean, throwing, have, throwing the most interceptions in the league as well. Touchdowns that Daniel Jones has, and he has, he has the best offensive weapon. He has is Travis Fulgham. Jalen Rager got hurt. He just came back. I just saw uh, Zach Ertz. He's coming back. He's been out the whole season. Uh, they just got Dallas Goddard back last night. Yeah, he hasn't been playing good, but you can't. You can make the same excuse for. And you also got to understand that the Giants are only Evan Ingram catching a pass, a wide open pass that hit all 10 of his fingers and his palm away from being 2-0 against the Eagles as well. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just trying I to add what perspective saying. I'm just saying. This. Everybody else is saying it except Giants fans. That Daniel Jones is nothing better than an average quarterback in the league. He's not anything special, even with uh, – this is his second year in COVID, lost his best player on his team, and is behind one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Mind you, compare that to everybody else in the division. Dak Prescott injured. Carson Wentz can't seem to get right, one. Collapsing pocket, two. Trying to be mobile and not knowing how to get down, three. Just chunking the ball up and leading the league in interceptions, four. Like, which is crazy because the same excuses you're giving me is the same excuses that Giants fans have even said for Eli Manning when it came to situations like that, where you have one of the worst offensive lines, you lead the league in interceptions, you also lead the league as being the most sacked QB, but Eli wasn't mobile at all. And we're talking about somebody that's been in the league for years compared to Daniel Jones, where this is literally his second year out here in the middle of a global pandemic. You're behind one of the worst offensive lines. Your head coaching staff has already changed. A guy that was coaching against you last year is now working with you personally. And you haven't had the time of preseason to get acclimated to the schedule. Like there's a lot of things that play into this. It's not just one thing. I feel like a lot of people aren't looking at it from multiple different perspectives and counting in all of the different phases of adversity that these teams and players had to overcome while also keeping in mind, there's another team in, in the division whose head coach is fighting cancer as we speak and is considered high risk in the middle of a global pandemic and had had limited time to work with his team, his staff, his players, and really familiarize everybody with everything that's going on and trying to get the offensive line in sync, which that has been one of the biggest contributions to why they're now playing Alex Smith, their backup quarterback. So we got to keep all of this in mind when it comes to 
the NFC East within a whole because it's a nail biter. Anybody can slip up and things can happen. And truthfully, everybody else is saying, like you can say all that, all the preseason stuff, but we just know. Like you look at if you look at football long enough, you just look at Daniel Jones and you know. He doesn't have anything that's over the top special. Even when he got drafted, people were like, "Why?" He doesn't have the it factor. He's he's just a jag. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, quarterback is just a jag. He's his best season. He's probably going to be top fifteen, if that fifteen at best. He's he's average at best. You can tell when he's playing. You can tell maybe maybe he he does get to top ten maybe if he just limits his turnovers. But he's he's just. If the if the Giants win Sunday without Daniel Jones, I just want us to come back and revisit these types of conversations. And I definitely want to Hold revisit on, they, it Sunday, once Daniel Jones comes case? back. But I do. No, not necessarily. That defense is nice. Like I said, the New York, the team as a whole is it's just getting everybody in sync. Like I said, the defense alone has six potential play, uh, Pro Bowl players, and then there's only 11 players on each side of the ball. And six of them are, are in line to be going to Pro Bowls. But I do want us to move our energy okay. towards okay. this Dallas this, like, versus I didn't get Baltimore. Game. I, said, I was going to say Buffalo is okay. going to beat Go ahead. Pittsburgh in the playoffs. I don't think that's – I don't think that's that's. Look, you and I both look at Pittsburgh as okay. a fraudulent team. I'm not going to say be fraud. completely they're, honest. I know that. I, I think. Okay, what is your definition of fraud? Because mine is that they they won some games that they are you saying like fraud? Like they People are, are just oh, go ahead, going, go ahead, going go ahead. and done like the Ravens were last year. Or you think like it's a they're a better team? I don't. I look at the. Pittsburgh Steelers and I because I've been seeing people and hearing different analysts speak about the Pittsburgh Steelers and talk about them as if they're the best team in the league and that's the team to beat they're not I'm had to disagree with you there I mean which is hilarious to me I agree but I disagree because they're under if you're the undefeated team you are the team to beat by default Not when the team that just won the Super Bowl only has one loss and they're literally yeah, waiting but for they're you still to the team be like, caught but slipping. You just explained it. They're, they're the team to beat. I'm I'm not looking I'm not looking at them as the team to beat because at the end of the day, playoffs can start tomorrow, and I don't believe that they're winning. Depending on who they get faced up against, it could be a first round exit for them. It could be well, a first it, exit. It for would have, for my it really could it would be. have to be. Hopefully, I, if the season goes right. Buffalo will ha- play them in a divisional and beat them. Unless Buffalo beats us in a divisional and beats them in the uh, AFC cha- I mean, yeah, AFC Championship game. I don't I don't see anybody else in the AFC beating Kansas City. I just don't. I just don't. This is, you know, I I look at it like this, right? You held it down, Patrick Mahomes, while Tom Brady was over here in the AFC. You know, you, you gave him your all, and in most cases, he got the best of you. But now that he's not here, 
I see the Kansas City Chiefs going back for another Super Bowl. But I don't believe Even that. Even if Tom Brady was here, I was I, That's not a hot take. But I don't think like, – You see I was, what I'm saying? I was saying like, that's in my not a group hot chat. I don't, that's not a hot I don't think Tampa Bay is making it to the playoffs. I mean, that was my prediction. Yeah, before. It was it? I think it was. But look at there. They got to play Atlanta twice. I think Atlanta's going to get one on them. They have to play Minnesota. I think Minnesota might get one yeah. on them. We'll get that one on them. I forgot the other team. They they're going to beat the other team that they play. So what? That's that's nine and seven. Then the playoffs are nine. And seven. Yeah, and and my and my prediction was is that I don't see them going eight and eight. And honestly, all it takes is for them to get what, caught slipping in two games. Seven, and they're seven and five right now. That's how those. So they just have to win two more games to go to get above five hundred, which I think they will. You got them winning. Uh, hold on. Do you have them losing three of the last four? Yeah. Games? I'm, I I did coming into the season. Now I'm looking at that with an open mind. That's prob- I'm probably going to be wrong on losing. that one. But I'm, I'm <laughs> the I'm, goat. Goat Brady. I also had the Giants taking the division this year pre COVID. Well, let me not say pre-COVID, pre-hiring uh, and firing, hiring of Joe Judge and firing of Pat Shermer. And we're at the top of the division. A couple of weeks ago, I was getting laughs by everybody else that's that's fans of NFC East teams that aren't the Giants. And we're sitting on top of the division. But I do want us to turn our energy to the Dallas at Baltimore game. Now, this game as well does not have a spread. I think that has the Baltimore just getting done. Maybe, I mean, or am I just wrong? Does that have to do with Baltimore just finishing the game, again? or am I wrong? Yeah, there might be some truth to that. I don't know why this game does not have a spread posted on it yet. I will tell you this. I I take I'm taking Baltimore to win. Um, like I said, I don't think this is going to be a good week for the NFC East. There's any team that can pull away with a win here. Most likely, it's either going to be the Giants or nobody. Um, going up against a lot of stout teams, and I don't believe that the current state of the NFC East is at a good point to be able to all of us win our games this week. Cause I'm going to tell you this, if, if every team in the NFC East catches a win this week, we will be talking about this for at least. And, and when I say we, I'm talking like broadcasters and different people will be discussing it for, for, for a while, at least until a loss gets caught by every single team in the division. Cause these, these are some very difficult games ahead of us. But I do want to say I do have the Baltimore, oh, yeah, Baltimore. Ravens pulling uh, away with the win here. Who do I you think have? Dallas. I, I see. I don't. I don't want to say a team is packing it in, especially the Cowboys. I don't ever want to say a team like that is packing it in, a brand like that. I should say, but it's just hard to. After the way they played Thursday, and after it looked like they gave up at the end. Uh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say it's a blowout, but I don't. I don't see Dallas winning another game this season, 
and they get maybe try to get a top three pick. Um, but, but yeah, get get Dak. I don't know. Get get the defensive help. That's what I should say. Get the defensive help. Okay, but I got a question. I've been been hearing it a lot. Do you think at the end of the season, the way Zeke has been playing and the way Tony Pollard has been looking, do you think they try to they think about and maybe even do get rid of Zeke? I will tell you this. If the Cowboys decided that they wanted to go on the route getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott after paying him this massive contract, not only do I think that's a terrible idea, and I'm telling you this purely as a Giants fan, that's going to backfire so bad. I, I don't think yeah, that's going to move at all. Yeah, I don't think it's going to move either, but I've just been hearing people say that they will either get rid of either Dak and draft a quarterback maybe or get rid of Zeke because, cause, I mean, even though Zeke has struggled this year, his line hasn't been that good, and uh, he has had some fumbling issues. But I just don't think you get rid of a genera- eh, generation. You don't get rid of a great running back like that. Yeah, no, that'd be a terrible idea. And I'm going to tell you this, if the Cowboys chose to do that, they would (laughs) – you are fully relying on James Pollard. So if James Pollard goes down, you're screwed completely. That's a terrible idea. Do you think they tank the rest of the season, or do you see it being competitive and trying to win as many games? I see them being competitive. I see them being competitive. And trying to win games, uh, Mike McCarthy's first year over there. Okay, okay. Come if it comes down from Jerry, of, oh, we're, yeah, tanking. we're tanking because then I mean, you it is what it is. At that like point, they trying to no, not at all. I have talked to multiple Cowboys fans that had high expectations coming into this season. About oh well, this is the time that we're hey, supposed to go and compete you know, and uh, you know. run and yeah, you know how that goes. You know exactly how that goes. But I I definitely do want to thank you for coming in today, and I definitely want to thank the audience for tuning in. And if you haven't already, please hit the follow, hit the subscribe, the like button. Go ahead and plug your social uh, media. Underscore ET, not the I just want to say appreciate it. Having a, a very good conversation about whether Daniel Jones is just a jag. Uh, well, like I said, we'll see. Like you said, we'll see. Here, cut. We'll, we'll, re- we'll revisit okay, this conversation at the end of the year. Does he had potential to be better than Eli Manning. A thousand percent. One thousand percent. If I judged every quarterback off of their sophomore slumps, you wouldn't believe how many things you could say, how many harsh things you'd be able to say about all of the quarterbacks in the league, if not most of them. That's why I'm not holding it against them. Fam, 
were leading the division after being 0 and 5. Yeah, but I, that's more of a team thing than than a quarterback thing. Like that's just that a lot of the games we've won, we wouldn't have won without him. Like you said, I don't watch not any of them. Uh, Giants games. I'm I'm going to go with you on that for him being better than Eli. But Yes, okay, okay. He definitely has Super Bowls, the Eli, to or just better, better than Eli. overall stat wise. Both. That's so why I'm not counting my Giants out. Because I watched the New York Giants sneak into the playoffs, beat every single team. If if not beat every single team, beat teams that beat other teams that were projected to go to the Super Bowl. Like, you have to understand that 2011 season, that was the year that everybody was talking about, oh, well, the Green Bay Packers, the Atlanta Falcons, and both of those teams got smacked. But I do think we need to give them time. Uh, yet again, if y'all haven't already, hit that like, follow, subscribe button. Follow my guy at underscore ET, not the alien, because he is not the alien. Um, follow me on Twitter. I'm Podcast Poppy. Stay up to date with this upcoming content I got coming. And I definitely appreciate you, Reese, for coming in, my guy. All righty, everybody. Stay tuned. Have fun. Stay locked in for this weekend. And 